The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of, the, of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Sunday. Here's the word. 
family, friends, even their own lives in an empire where being a Christian was a capital offense. Where the stakes are so high, it is an uncompromising loyalty that our Lord demands. And to make his point perfectly clear, he focuses on the object of devotion that was most dear to the people of his day, the family. Here, just a couple of weeks after Father's Day, we hear him saying, to love one's father or mother or son or daughter supremely is to make oneself unworthy of Jesus. To love one's nation more than God is to be unchristian. To love, but we would say, to love anything, even God more than family, is un-American. Family first is considered a virtue in our country as it was in the first century. But Jesus is not rejecting family. He is simply extending it outward. He says when our primary allegiance is to our first parent, God, whom we prayerfully address as our father, we embrace all of our father's children as our family. To selfishly prefer our own nuclear family to the exclusion of other families is unworthy of the inclusive love that the cross represents. It's the exclusive kind of my family first attitude that is expressed by some privileged folks who spend lavishly on their own children but oppose food stamps and Medi-Cal for other people's children. Jesus holds up the cross and admonishes us to love all people like members of our family, even as we address the God who created all people as our Father. This standard of discipleship will not go over well in many good Christian families. I'm reminded of the college co-ed who called her mother on Thanksgiving to say she would be two hours late for the family dinner. She couldn't arrive until 6 p.m because she had felt called to express her Christian faith by working at a mission on Thanksgiving, serving meals to the homeless. She came home as promised at 6 p.m., was greeted by icy silence, and ate her Thanksgiving dinner alone, standing at the kitchen sink. The story of the almost slaughter of Isaac is a narrative that is dear to Jews, Christians, and Muslims who have each and endowed it with their own interpretation. It may be rooted in a Hebrew polemic against Canaanite human sacrifice, especially the sacrifice of children. The people of Israel were to offer animal sacrifices, not human. Sometimes we Episcopalians read this story at the great vigil of Easter, seeing a little Isaac who carried the wood to Mount Moriah, a prototype of the Messiah bore his cross to Mount Calvary. However, though God redeemed Isaac with a ram, he did not withhold his son from the cross. Of course, this story really isn't about Isaac, it's about Abraham, whose profound faith is expressed in his total availability and obedience. When God calls him, Abraham, 
answers, here I am. Little Isaac calls him, Father, and he replies, here I am. And when the knife is clenched in his fist, about to be thrust into the heart of his beloved little Isaac, and the angel calls his name, Abraham, Abraham, with his voice choked by tears, he faithfully responds, here I am. This is a story that illustrates the kind of faithful commitment that Jesus demands in Matthew's Gospel. In ancient Hebrew culture, when you said something three times, it was final, complete, accomplished. If a man said to his wife, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you, it's a done deal. No lawyer fees, no final decrees. Of course, only a man would be allowed to say that. But three times out of the mouth of a man made it so with no court of appeal. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Available to you, ready to do whatever you ask, entirely yours. It's not just an occasional readiness to answer God's call, but a deeply cultivated disposition, a soul steeped and seasoned by prayer and devotion, accustomed to trusting the God who calls and blesses. Here I am, a habitual response that carries a depth of passionate commitment that would lay down one's life for the object of one's primary love and loyalty. And when the angel calls him that third time, it is the last time in recorded scripture that Abraham hears the voice of God, and faithfully as ever, he replies, here I am. It's interesting to look at the various ways people in the Bible answer when God calls. When God walks through the garden of Eden in the cool of the evening and calls for Adam, Adam says nothing at first. And then when God calls, where are you? Adam says, when I heard your voice, I was afraid, and I hid because I was naked. We are all naked before God. Fear is an understandable response. When Moses is called to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt, he says, not me, Lord, I can't do that. Nobody would believe me. As Saul journeyed towards Damascus in his pursuit of persecuting Christians, he was knocked off his horse, and the Lord called to him, Saul, Saul, and his reply was, Lord, who are you? When Jesus first called Peter, Peter fell at his feet and said, go away, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Isaiah also, when called to be a prophet, declared his unworthiness, but in the end, like Abraham, Isaiah declared, here I am, send me. When God calls, what do you say? What do I say? I suspect the reason I love these call stories in the Bible is because the responses are so human and so varied, and at one time or another, I think I've used all of them. This was more than 20 years before the Episcopal Church officially authorized the ordination of women in 1976, when I was first wrestling with my own vocation to become a priest, a pastor. You want me to do what, God? I can't do that. The last time I checked, I was a girl. <laughs> Go away, Lord. I'm not worthy of such a vocation. It would have been great if I could have just responded humbly and habitually. 
habitually, here I am, in good times and bad, when I'm ready, when I'm not, you have called, I am yours, first, last, and always. But that has not always been my response. Very often, God calls through the voices of our children, our spouse, our neighbor, or a friend, and we're apt to say, oh, I'd really like to do that, but I am so busy, call me next week. It's amazing the creative and polite and even not so polite ways to put God off because something else is just more important, more pressing, and we capitulate to the tyranny of the urgent. And of course it can be costly to say yes to God. And then there's the more basic question, are we even listening for the voice of God in our lives? Do we take time in our prayers? listen to what God might be saying to us. What these last three verses in chapter 10 point out is that most of the time when God calls us, it is not to some huge, heroic, life-changing act. I doubt that any of us will give our lives as martyrs for the faith. Very few will be called to go to graduate school or seminary to change the direction of their lives or to become missionaries in South America or social workers to help the suffering in the Ukraine. But all of us, at one time or another, and many times, will be given opportunities to engage in cup of cold water ministries. Simple kindnesses that can bring hope and even new resolve to the ones that receive it. Oscar Wilde, poet and playwright, was sent to prison because he was found to be a gay man. It was the ultimate humiliation. Until that day, Oscar Wilde was a real celebrity. But all that evaporated once he was convicted. Whenever he was moved in public by prison authorities, he was spat upon in June. But on one occasion, when the crowd was especially hostile, as Wilde passed by, handcuffed and looking at the ground, a friend of Wilde's appeared and made a simple gesture of friendship and respect by simply raising his hat to Oscar Wilde. A kindness that the playwright never forgot and a gesture that completely silenced that crowd. Homeless people are everywhere now. Seated outside the post office in Laverne where I live or outside the Stater's Market where I frequently shop, there's invariably a homeless person obvious by their dress, their bag or bags containing all their life's possessions, and the blank expression on their faces. They are so accustomed to be being treated like a blot on the landscape, or simply invisible. They rarely make eye contact. But a few times, the Spirit of God has nudged them into being compassionate. A smile, an inquiry about how they're doing, or a small gift of cash for a meager lunch. Their gratitude is usually all out of proportion to the size of the gift, but it made their day. Someone acknowledged their existence, cared for them, reached out to them as a fellow human being. And the reward is not a jeweled crown in heaven, but the joy of knowing that just at once I have answered God's call as I was meant to do so many of and those little ones in the passage where it says, whoever gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, I always thought that meant children. It doesn't. 
It means people who have been marginalized, the homeless, the unimportant, almost invisible people in our society that no one ever sees or cares about. When we give something to one of those little ones, if it's only a warm smile, we give it to Christ. God calls, not just once in a lifetime, but every morning when we meet the day, God calls. Do we answer, I don't have time right now, I'm running late, I'll get back to you later, knowing we probably won't. Or can we learn to respond every morning, here I am, Lord, in the good times and the not so good, when I'm ready and when I'm not, here I am, entirely yours, now and always. Amen. Let us reaffirm our faith together by reading the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, Father the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things remain. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. God of mercy, you have given us grace to pray with one heart and one voice, and have promised to hear the prayers of two or three gathered in your name. In gratitude, we offer our prayers. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to God. For John, our bishop, and for all the clergy and lay leaders, let us pray to God. Lord, hear our prayer. For the leaders of the nations and for all in authority, let us pray to God. Lord, hear our prayer. 
for this city, for all places and persons striving to be community, let us pray to God. For the good earth which God has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to God. For all those whose lives are bound to our own, for those who are celebrating birthdays this week, especially Grace and Darcy, let us pray to God. For the aged and infirmed, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, especially all those on our prayer list, let us pray to God. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and refugees, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to God. For deliverance from all afflictions, from strife, anxiety, depression, and loneliness, let us pray to God. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, and for all the departed, and for all those who grieve, let us pray to God. In union with Edmund, Blessed Mary, and all your saints, we commit ourselves, one another, and our whole life to Christ our Lord. Let us pray to God. O Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we have confessed that we have sinned against you in God and by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. The peace of Christ be always among you.
I love how long this piece goes on. everyone. Today we are so lucky because we have Mother Judy with us. Thank you for being with us, Mother Judy. They were very happy at 8 o'clock as well, as you might guess. Other good news, we have Joshua with us, who was ordained to the Sacred Order of Deacons a few weeks ago. He will be, God willing, uh, in six months, ordained a priest. So we'll have to make plans to join him on that day. Other good news, Jennifer will be back next Sunday, preaching and presiding. Um, what else do I need to tell you? I do need to call up Gretchen. She has a very important announcement for us. Hold my pods. Good morning, everyone. I am a volunteer with the Holy Ghost Kitchen. On the third Sunday of every month, we make luncheons for Union Station Homeless Services uh, in Pasadena. You're all welcome to come join us. They have put out an urgent request for laundry soap. Um, the lunches we prepare go to people throughout the community, but they also have people living there. And so I really appreciate what you said, Mother Judy. I think cleanliness, people being clean and being able to have clean clothes helps with their self-esteem. So there are three different ways that you can give. And I see that our Holy Ghost Kitchen volunteers already heard the call and have already brought in some soap. They're requesting in pod form, but you can bring it in any form you like. You can either bring it in here for the next two weeks and we will drive it over to Union Station. You can deliver it there yourself or you can order online through Amazon and have it delivered to you or directly to their administrative offices. And I have a little slip of paper that shows you how to do that if you're interested. And so there they are, the pods. I do want to recognize who I re refer to as our first responder, Tom Johnson. Whenever we have a request for volunteers, he's the first one to sign up. When he got the call for soap, he ordered it, he ordered it in 30 minutes. So thank you, Tom, for all you do for us. Thank you very much. Thank you. I will turn your pods. Thank you. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that all that believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life.
up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For by water and the Holy Spirit, you made us a new people in Jesus Christ, our Lord, to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself, and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ, Christ has died. died. Christ, Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit, to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him, 
and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. <laughs> the gifts of God for the people of God. Come to this table, you who have much faith and you who would like to have more. You who have been to this sacrament often and you who have not been for a long time. You who have tried to follow Jesus and you who like me have failed. Come, it is Christ who invites us to meet him here.
spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all our understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you and all those whose lives you touch this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.